Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths three times a week in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. This is Season 5, Episode 40, How to Spot a Covert Narcissist. One of the toughest things to spot is a covert narcissist. There's something off about them, but you just can't put your finger on it. They aren't the cliche, grandiose, self-obsessed, look-at-me narcissist. Instead, they are quietly cruel and behave in much a more passive aggressive way, which ironically at the moment, Mars is going to be entering into cancer, which is all about passive aggressive. So I thought talking about covert narcissists around about this time, we can really open our eyes to see how Mars interacts in cancer, which is passive aggressive, which is the covert narcissist. Yeah, so, gosh. So here we go. Let's talk about this. I saved this amazing post from Bloom and Truth Project. She states that covert emotional abuse is the hidden, hard to name, regular and repeated behavior used to mistreat another person and cause harm to their heart and their inner emotions, similar to how mother-in-laws do. These tactics are hard to describe. They're hard to name and therefore nearly impossible to confront. And when you do confront them, it's very easy for them to twist the blame back onto you and call you crazy, call you sensitive, call you irrational. The all or nothing. This is one example. Using black and white thinking to divert the focus off the perpetrator in order to disarm the victim. I think this is the most toxic and horrible thing going on in our society today, as well as our relationships. It's all or nothing. You have to, I mean, it's similar to what religion and the church says, is believe in God or you go to hell, or you have to believe in vaccines or you're a horrible person. It's like all this judgment. I mean, we are humans. We're just doing our best. We're trying to figure this out. And so what this thinking does is it distracts us from our connection, from our humanity, from our vulnerability, from our empathy as humans, from the heart of the matter. And I know I'm guilty of falling into this fear uh, in the black and white thinking. I'll admit it. And it's something that we need to continue to awaken and to stand up against, which is really hard because this black and white thinking will present itself with our safety in mind with our systems in mind, with our best intentions in mind. However, it's damaging to our relationships and it is harmful to the victim. Blaming and reverse blaming. So in blaming, the issues are always one-sided or reversed. Whoever's blaming is not taking any responsibility, correct? They're making excuses for their behavior. It was this, it was the traffic, it was the weather. It's because 
you made me do this and you're so stupid you're so crazy you made me hurt you right it's like not taking responsibility for their horrible actions and that's when it gets more over when they start to blame you but there's other covert ways to blame you know what the like the most covert way to blame is oh no you misunderstood me i actually meant this or i thought that i could do this because you said this it's like no you can't cross a boundary just because i said something out to the universe or in general not specifically to you that opens the door for you to just shove in your awkward and inappropriate behavior right especially when the mother-in-law sitting there criticizing you I just have to give a shout out to one of the followers on Instagram, Michelle B. Johan. She made like the best skit ever of a mother-in-law sitting there, covert, passively aggressively insulting as she was sipping the tea. She's like, oh my gosh, oh, you got another cat. Oh, I can't believe you. I don't know how you keep them alive or something like that. She, it was just like the best skit ever. So you have to go take a, a look at that um, reel. So instead of leaving the mystery out of it, I'm going to share the audio here. It is so cute in here, honey. I, I, I love what you have done. And these cups are, did, what, did you get them on some kind of Indian reservation or something? Yeah? Yeah. Oh, look, and you've got another cat. Ah, well, I guess that's. But we have to settle because we're not going to have any grandbabies anytime soon, are we? Which, I mean, on your salary, I don't blame you, to be fair, because your father and I really don't mm. subsidize that. Okay. Please don't mind that he crawls in things. Mm. Please don't mind that he... Yeah. You know, I, I, I hate for him to get my, my outfit full of cat hair. And look at all these cutesy-wootsy plants. I'm surprised you can keep those alive. Well, honey, I'm just so glad that we did this. We should... We should do this again, but you know, I've really got to run, babe, and, and thank you so much for, for having me over. I'll post it in my stories the day of here when this airs, so just hop on into my stories and find that. It's hilarious and so true. That is covert narcissism. Before we head into commercial break, I'm going to read an excerpt from my book, Empath and the Narcissist. Page 91. Three types of narcissists. Covert narcissists. They are the quiet, victimized types. They believe the world never saw how great they were. They are angry at the world, sullen, and look depressed. When they are triggered, they get very angry and dangerous. And they will go off on you, lecturing or yelling for what feels like hours. Nothing goes their way, and then they are bitter and vengeful. Think of the Joker from Batman. His life didn't go as he expected every step, and he was passionate to seek revenge. When you search Empath and the Narcissist on Amazon for materials to read, what do you find? A whole bunch of pages full of the same title, um, Empath and the Narcissist. Hmm. So how do you determine which book is the one to read? Well. That's up to you. But all I can tell you about my book 
is it shares snippets of my story of how I didn't always exude confidence. I didn't always have the peace of mind. On the contrary, I emitted a sense of insecurity that was palpable. I people pleased everyone at the expense of my own health. I hated myself and I lashed out when I couldn't take it anymore. And in my book, I relate to you, dear empath, so you can read the words and know that you're not alone. That is the main goal of the book. The second goal of my book is to give you tools that I use to find my strength, to leave the narcissist, and to heal and be on the complete other side of the dark abyss. I am meant to be here on earth to help you heal and transform from your trauma, from being a survivor to a thriver. You gain healing exercises at the end of each chapter. It's a guidebook to heal your childhood trauma. It has effective somatic healing exercises. It has astrology and how to understand and know your true authentic self with a human design chapter, giving you a brief overview of the human design 101. If you wish to feel alive again and take back the power in your life, then scroll up and click the link in the show notes to listen on Audible or buy your hard copy or paperback on Amazon today. And by the time you get to the end of the book, you're going to be wondering, what exactly does my human design chart say about me? Grab your human design unique blueprint reading on a call with me to help you identify how magnificent you are and how unique your energetic blueprint is here and how much you are needed for your impact. That in the link in the show notes at ravenscott.show forward slash shop. Broken promises. Here's the third one. Broken promises is another example of covert narcissists. Making promises to do certain things or change, then denying ever making those promises. Ugh, gaslighting, refusing to keep them, or saying they forgot. That's the worst. Catastrophizing, creating fear and negative dependence in the victim and blowing things out of proportion. This is a big one, right? Because us empaths, we're sensitive. We want to make sure everyone's safe and everyone's taken care of. And so magnifying the fear and having you isolated and dependent on others because of their negative viewpoint, right? Black and white viewpoint of something, you're now dependent on them. Like, the dependence in the victim and then blowing things out of proportion. So making you kind of backtrack and ugh, really zinging and amplifying your open solar plexus. And you're like, I don't want to feel these horrible, fearful, uncomfortable feelings or the spleen center. So let's just appease them. Do whatever they want to say. Calm it all down. Even if that means that I'm self-betraying myself, then everything will be okay. But in the end, it's not okay because now you're just going along and enabling the covert abuse. Cover-ups. Attempting to prevent people from discovering the truth about a person's behavior or actions. Reminds me of a he who must not be named. For example, volunteering in the community or giving gifts to cover up destructive behavior done behind doors. Crazy making behaviors. Intentional distortions of reality for the purpose of making the victim feel confused. It's a cousin of gaslighting. It is a form of gaslighting, uh, but it's through behaviors. So they may say one thing and then they act 
completely different. And we cannot hold on to their empty words anymore. It is only through actions that we can see their change and their love. Creating a cloud of confusion, telling false and grandiose stories to third parties in order to objectively undermine and manipulate the end result or outcome. Yeah. This happens, unfortunately, especially in families where there's two sides pitted against each other or there's just a whole bunch of false information spreading around to make sure that that one person is getting all the attention. Deflection. Defensively refusing to authentically communicate and changing the topic or inventing false arguments. Yeah, like they'll answer your question with another question about you. It's like, why do you never agree with me or acknowledge my feelings? And they will say, well, why don't you ever acknowledge how I feel? And then they start with their laundry list. I work all day. I bring in all the money. I pay the bills. Look who pays for your nails. You know, look who's taking you out to dinner right now. Like, I can't have this. Don't even with me. Right? They will shut it down immediately. And if you are like me, you had low standards in men or women in dating. I don't know. Maybe it's because you're so kind and open-hearted Maybe it's because you were naive to the fact of what exactly a wolf in sheep's clothing looked like. Or maybe you had some low self-esteem or abuse was normalized in your mind and you didn't know what was healthy. I remember my first boyfriend, looking back, he's the, he's the healthiest. And I thought he was needy, but he was just giving me the attention that I deserved. It, did, it felt weird. It didn't feel right because my normal was kind of like a emotionally unavailable person right from childhood and then yeah I broke it off he was the sweetest guy ever and then I met my narcissist next and that felt normal to me crazy crazy making right yeah but that's okay we know now and we're not in the dark anymore about narcissism and if you are still figuring it out this is why you're here listening to the podcast and today we're covering covert narcissists You know, what are the signs? What are they? And are you going crazy? If you have to ask yourself that question, then you're in a toxic relationship and they're making you crazy with this deflection and cover-ups and crazy-making behaviors, with their denial, with their dismissiveness, with their entitlement, with their confusion, and especially their forgetting about their abuse. That is the most painful and harmful you just won't ever like you want the justice you want them to admit it you want them to say sorry you know especially afterwards you're awakened to it the form of manipulation where they appear confused or they conveniently forget that they broke your heart and then you just have to get over it because if it wasn't important enough for them to remember it must not be important enough for you to remember it's the most painful treatment most painful I mean, the list goes on and on. False accusations, gaslighting, grandiosity, lying. Let's just define some of these. The false accusations seem pretty straightforward. They are stating an unexpected negative lie told to or about you. You're being falsely accused of something. 
and it often leads to scapegoating, which is you getting thrown under the bus and they're deflecting their responsibility and gaslighting, which gaslighting is a form of abuse where they are altering or denying a shared reality so that you feel you are wrong in your perceptions and experiences. And that's the word of the year last year. Everyone's like, what the heck, gaslighting? That's such a weird term. What's gaslighting? It's from this old, old movie about this crazy guy who kept turning down the gaslights in the house and denying that he was doing it. Anytime the woman said, did you just turn that light down? Because it went down. Like she thought that there were ghosts in the house or something. And then she ended up going crazy at the end of the movie because he kept denying her reality. He was actually turning the lights down. I, I haven't actually... I need to watch through and like look it up somehow. Maybe I look it on uh, Prime and actually watch the movie to know why the heck this guy did that. <laughs> it's like, why did they make this movie? And what was the point? But it's such a beautiful analogy of gaslighting. Grandiosity. Inflating one's value to diminish the others. Joking, saying mean things, and acting as if you were joking when you're confronted with their behavior. That was a joke. You know, lighten up. That can be the first sign of an abusive relationship. So always look at the sense of humor of somebody you're dating. If it's dark, if it's sadistic, if it's cutting you down or other people down, that's a red flag. Like, don't even go any deeper. That person's an a-hole. And they're just covering it up with their joking. Of course, they're always minimizing you and your feelings. This is why you're never seen or heard by the narcissist because they have no room for you. They play the victim all the time. They're rationalizing their behavior, making excuses. You know, oh, I have trauma, so this is why I need to hurt you with my words. No, that is not why you need to hurt me with your words. That's why you need to go to therapy and fix yourself, not to be a narcissist. And yes, trauma does cause narcissism in children as they grow up in this like their survival mechanism but now you're a grown man you're a grown woman stop blaming your childhood trauma and grow that's not an excuse anymore we're not taking that excuse anymore got it we're in this together no more idolizing their trauma and holding them and enabling their bad behavior we're done with that everyone's woke to narcissism now all you narcissists, go to therapy and grow up. Oh, covert narcissists, they're everywhere. They're like, they're like the ghosts everywhere. I see dead people. So after this commercial break, I'll talk to you about how to heal and how to recover from controlling narcissists. So we talked about one sign about their bad jokes. The first signs in a relationship to never ignore is when they have controlling behavior. That's another huge red flag. For instance, they don't want you to go out at certain times or don't want you to drink by yourself or with girlfriends. They hint that you look better in something. Uh, they tell you what to put on social media. It's all kind of like fun and games at the beginning. Like, oh, that was such a cute picture. Put that up. You know, and then they start to dig deeper and deeper and control more and more. What you wear, how you do your nails. And it's all judgment statements. It's not like 
you should go do your nails pink and white. It is, you know, I really love a girl in with pink and white nails or women who have chipped fingernail polish. They're just like the bane of existence. They're just so rude, you know, like whatever their excuse is. And you sit there and you go, oh, my fingernail polish is chipped. Does that mean I'm a bad person? I better not have chipped fingernail polishes because then they're going to get mad at me and they're going to judge me. It's like, again, the black and white mentality of judgment is a huge red flag. You may think it is a little weird at first with some of their jokes or their controlling gestures because, you know, again, they do it out of like, I care for you or I really love you in this or there's so much dopamine going on that you kind of shrug it off like as a rowdy boy's actions and it's really nothing like no bother but if you're in the mindset of needing a relationship you will focus on all the other good qualities and overlook those microaggressions so the the number one thing to repel covert narcissists is to not need them not need anybody you can handle your own self all on your own. You, you need nobody. Whoever comes into your life is extra. You love you. And when you ignore, the danger of this is when you ignore these subtle toxic behaviors and lean into the teachings of, quote, if he doesn't beat you or cheat on you, then you're good, end quote. Then you're in for a world of hurt. It will lead you down a path of being in a toxic relationship and your heart will be hooked, they'll be attached, and it'll be so hard to get out of the trauma bond with the narcissist because emotional abuse is real abuse. The narcissist's love is very transactional. Another sign that you are with someone toxic is they never celebrate you for who you are. You always feel like you have to overgive and overcompensate in other ways in order to prove your value. All of my open root centers, this is something to check yourself. You always feel like you have to prove yourself with an open white root center in your human design chart. For instance, you feel the need and there is an unspoken contract for you to cook all the time for them or give them as a stressed victim massages. You know, back to the cooking example, if you have to, if you mess up when you're cooking and you have to cook again because you know you're going to be punished or berated and you will hear his big giant manhood or womanhood whining and complaining, they've already trained you to please them. Here's another thing. Jenna Jake, she's going to be a guest on our show. She texted me the other day. She had this huge aha moment. She said, oh my gosh, Raven. I was sitting in this call and, you know, it was a real life circumstance and her dog was barking and she's like this big personality that she was in this training for, like celebrity kind of person. And she's like, if I was on a meeting, because she used to work with her ex, with my narcissist ex, and I got, I spelled a name wrong or our dog barked or something didn't go perfectly, he would have a kitten. He would berate me. I mean, he berated her in front of the client and her daughter who was in the room and her daughter recorded it but he would berate her for misspelling a name that can so easily be spelled like 10 different ways like that is unhinged that is not acceptable and it is not healthy or normal to be berated on making a little mistake we are human 
And so as she was like having this weird like PTSD kind of like panic attack, and then she was like curious to see what other people were putting in the comments. Everyone was so supportive of this woman who had a dog. They saw her as like a real human being. And that's good. That's healthy. But the narcissist, oh my God, they would have, they would just, if I don't act perfect, then I am nobody. Like that's their insecurity. So that's why they overreact to when things go wrong or you or someone who represents them makes a mistake. They'll, you'll just get in trouble. Boy, will you get in trouble. So it's real. It's real. And we shouldn't be punished for our mistakes mistakes are human and honestly all of us normal healthy humans love dogs barking love mistakes love cats hopping up on tables like we don't we're not robots we want the element of humanity in our lives so it's just this emotional berating emotional neglect is what the covert narcissist does if you feel neglected by someone who is in a role of a lover or a parent, that's a big red flag. So, okay, so how do we, <laughs> how do we heal? How do we distance ourselves and how do we heal? Oh, this really boils down to knowing your worth. Know your worth. Because they sure as hell don't know your worth. They don't even know their own. That's why they're putting so much of their worth and perfectionism into you, being a representative of them. Know your worth because any narcissist will stab you in the back immediately as soon as it serves them. So it's important to distance yourself. Tune in to how amazing you are. Discover who you are, what your types are. Shield up your solar plexus, shield up your root, you have nothing to prove. Know your worth. Prove nothing. You do you. Who cares what everyone else does? Who cares what they want you to do? If you doing you causes fights and arguments, then you don't have freedom. And if you don't have freedom, you shouldn't be there. You're in a prison. You can break free from this prison. It is not like an actual bar where they have the key. You have the key and you can unlock it anytime. This emotional prison is yours to break free from. And rising up into your warrior goddess, your warrior pose, you're the hero of your story. And you remember, no, let no one else hold the pen when it comes to writing the story of your life. So if you're the hero of your story and you are writing your story and you're done letting the covert narcissist write your story, then number three, all you have to do is rise up and speak your truth. The time is now, number one, because Pluto's moving into Aquarius and it is of the people to rise up against narcissistic relationships, narcissistic structures in our society individual us people individually it's our time to rise up it's revolution time and it starts with you in your personal life to rise up know your worth speak your truth and take the actions to find yourself free 
from this tyrannical emotional control. And there's lots of ways to break free and how to leave the narcissist is all throughout this podcast and I'll link an episode in the show notes episode 36 in this season five how to leave a narcissist Q&A because that's really your next step if you're still with them and if you are not with them then all you need to do is go no contact or very minimal if you have custody issues and find your freedom love yourself and this is what I'm going to close with today is how to love yourself after narcissistic abuse. This is a beautiful post that I posted on my page. It has really resonated with so many people. Self-love after abuse. Here are my five suggestions. Go out without makeup. Like either no makeup or full makeup. Whatever your comfort zone is. Be you without all the cover up. Take yourself out to a delicious meal. I love me some Kung Pao chicken noodle soup. Cuddle with a pet, a cat, a dog, a guinea pig. Know yourself intimately, discovering your human design chart. And celebrate yourself and do what lights you up no matter if anyone else wants to join. Let's embrace the the flower child Aquarius energy of the season with Pluto moving into Aquarius and celebrate yourself. You are amazing just as you are. You don't need to be Bob, Taylor, Sean, Maria. You don't even need to be any of these celebrities, right? I looked to these, you know, wonderful role models, Danielle Laporte, Ryan Holiday, Mel Robbins. And my shadow side goes, gosh, I wish I was them. And I'm like laughing at myself. I'm like, they're like 15 years ahead of me. Like I have time and if they can do it, I can do it as well. But I'm gonna do it on my path. That's the same for you. Do it on your own path. Celebrate yourself. We each have a unique, complex energy body that we're here to bring to the world. Here to bring to the earth. And it's time to shine our lights out and paths. We need all of our light shining brightly. So get rid of the narcissistic cover and let's shine on. Shine on, my dear empath. So how do you know your energetic blueprint? All you got to do is get your human design chart downloaded. I can download it for you. Send a quick reading of your type, strategy, and inner authority. And those are the main things to understand how to shine your light out uniquely every Tuesday right now I just started a series this Tuesday so two days ago you can tune in we're going to talk about all the centers how they're vulnerable to narcissism and then how to shield them and to grow and gain freedom from the narcissist through each center so tune into that once you've got your human design chart again when you sign up and join the empath healing community If you want a personal help in gaining clarity, your authentic power back, and healing to be rid of the narcissist for good, join our empath community. You receive weekly inspiration and strategies to heal from narc abuse and understand your unique human design energy blueprint. 
And as soon as you're in, I'll gift you your human design reading with your type, strategy, and inner authority. So join now and get your reading within 24 hours. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show, and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need We're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic.